Welcome to yet another episode of Beyond the Present Podcast. My name is Daniel Morgan. I'm here joined by Pujix, live from Toronto. Hey there, Pujix, man. How's it going? Everything's great. Life is awesome. Weather is a little bit hot here nowadays, but we'll live through it. Awesome. Fantastic. And yes, that's right. That's the guy. The guy. The one guy. Ishan Goal is back for yet another episode. Hey, Ishan, how's it going? Hey, guys. Glad to be back again. It is a pleasure to have you with us. My Mr. Manhub thing is right back to share his great (laughs) ideas with everybody here. And this is going to be a great topic. It's going to be right up both your alleys, both Pujis and Ishan, because we're going to talk about the topic of innovation as well as creativity. So let's talk about uh, both concepts, what they mean, and how we can actually apply them to our lives. So as always, I'd like to start with Pujis. Pujis, how do you define innovation? What is innovation? Right. It's, it's essentially you have some basic uh, something and you make changes to it, such, uh, like relatively radical changes and create a new thing. This could be a sub uh, object. This could be a concept. This could be anything. And that is what you do with innovation. You build on top of an existing platform. Oh, on top of an existing platform. So, Ishan, how do you define innovation? Uh, for me, innovation is anything that has the ability to improve something you know like or it's something that makes our life easier or it's something that has the ability to make something uh, you know something better in the coming ages so as Puya mentioned building on top of something or coming up with something totally original interesting and how do we compare innovation with creativity exactly like what's the link between the two Pujis, what's your perspective well, essentially, innovation would be the byproduct of creativity in a sense that, okay, you have some ideas, you you make some tweaks here and there, and then you essentially innovate. For example, you have a phone, you put an LCD on it, you put a touch screen on it, and now you have a smartphone. Wow. So, <laughs> Although I wish it was the that simple, was by the way. I don't think it was that simple well, back in the ages when first uh, Steve Jobs made this iPhone thing. <laughs> yeah, well, probably not. The first, The first thing, so the idea that he had was very creative. But then the whole process was an innovative process. Fantastic. Ishan, how do you compare creativity as well as uh, innovation? So I think that innovation comes about when when you're actually thinking out of the box, right? Or you come across a solution to something that people have been looking for answers for. And that happens because you're a creative person in the sense that you're thinking differently, right? Mm-hmm. If we all thought the same way, we'll be like a herd of uh, donkeys, right? That's and right. And there will be no innovation happening. Wow. So as you said, creativity is like the mother of innovation in that way. Fantastic. And by the way, it's a mother. Why not a father? Are you a sexist? Uh, Answer my question. Why a mother? Why not a father? What an uncle? What's the reason? <laughs> of course, we're joking here. But the fact of the matter is the origin and the source of all its creativity. You want to be creative in order to achieve innovation. So with that being said, guys, let's just be honest here. Uh, are we ourselves necessarily creative or innovative from our perspectives? So Pujix, do you think of yourself as a creative type? Well, I think everybody is a creative. The question is how creative we are. So it's a spectrum, say, from zero to 100, say. I mean, nobody is on the zero and nobody's in the 100, but then people differ. So if if majority of the population is around the average, say, I don't know, 30, then if somebody is around 60, like Albert Einstein or somebody's AD or whatever, then they stand out as creative types. So essentially, everybody is creative. It's just the degree that changes. I think I'm uh, slightly above average. I don't consider myself massively creative, but I do consider myself more than average creative yes interesting in which endeavors do you tend to employ your creativity 
can you repeat that again? In each, in which, uh, basically, in each area of your life, when you think about different uh, parts of your life, uh, how do you employ well, your as creativity? Much as possible. I, I employ it to any any aspect of my life as much as possible, and that is, especially when I hit a problem. When I hit a problem that I cannot solve in in few moments time, it means that it may not be uh, easily solved by conventional ways. So I may have to come up with new ways to solve it. So that would be the time that I immediately actively think about creative ideas. Interesting. But then sometimes so- sometimes creative ideas come to you without you even thinking about stuff. Wow, they true. come to you without you even thinking. Especially that- in dreams, I think. Yeah. Oh wow. my! So have you had creative ideas in dream? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Most of the... And by like, dream, you mean normal dreams, not like wet dreams or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, normal dreams. <laughs> That's right. Very well. Interesting. And let's move on now to Ishan. Ishan, do you think of yourself to be creative? Are you an innovative person? If you were to ask me if I was creative artistically, I'd say I'm below, below average. Like, I'm pretty bad there. But as, I, as Puya mentioned, problem solving, yes, I'd say I'm also above average. And that's something I've come to realize is creativity is expressed in many different ways. It doesn't have to be art because my definition of creativity as a kid growing up was it has to be artistic. But I realized there are a lot of other ways you can be creative. Interesting. Like, like what exactly? Let's say, you know, I hit a problem. Let's just say something like, let's say I want to park my car, right? That's and right. There's not enough. Um, there, there might be some sort of, um, you know, issues with that. Then coming up with solutions to that or any other simple problem they come across in life is creativity because you're innovating at every second of that problem solving step. Interesting. And uh, Pujas earlier mentioned that we all can, uh, basically, we are all somehow creative. The question is how much. So Pujas, do you think creativity is like a fixed trait like IQ or we could actually work on it and become more creative? No, I do really believe that we can become, we can change the degree. You can even become less uh, creative. And technically, as you grow older, the tendency is actually to become slightly less creative because you have a very certain uh, rigid way of thinking after a certain point because you have firm beliefs as as opposed to a kid, for example, because she she, he or she doesn't have a particular way of thinking. Everything is so abstract to them. They're like, okay, whatever. Like, where do babies come from? That's the common question pretty much every child asks. And then because they don't have a particular answer to it, they only imagine. And stuff so they're really creative about it wow um, and, i remember asking that um, so, question so, yeah, a friend of mine or when i was a baby a uh, man where babies come from <laughs> so, the, the answer the would have sh- would have shocked you if you heard it right now <laughs> that's right very well <laughs> so the point being the general tendency is to get less creative as you grow older but not uh, maybe drastically but then you can actively improve on it to think about um, ways to actually develop your faculty your creative faculties let's call them Interesting. Yeah. So you believe it's possible to lose your creativity yeah, as well right. as you uh, as you age. So, Ishan, what is your perspective about being able to develop your level of creativity? I'm going to bring up a little bit of a biological perspective to it again, if you guys don't mind. It's essentially a mix of nature and nurture. Mm-hmm. So nature is, yeah, we are genetically born with some sort of creativity or like, you know, how we say our IQs and EQs per se. But then nurture, which means the environment that we grow up in also has a huge role, right? Uh, it could be the education system, for example. And, uh, and, and, and studies have shown that sometimes a poor education system can blunt creativity among individuals, right? Wow. We're taught to say that there's only one correct answer and one wrong answer. And that, that kinds of starts uh, reducing the creativity that individuals possess. 
Wow. So it all depends on basically both nature as well as nurture. But since here we want to talk about how we can actually boost our creativity and prevent it from basically being vanished as we get older, let's talk about how we can actually boost our creative. How do we think outside of the box and come up with innovative solutions for our problems? So Pujix, uh, what do you think we can do? Like imagine right now, one of our listeners just uh, tell us that, uh, well, I am not very creative neither in arts nor in problem solving, but I want to become more creative. And Ishan told me that I have basically, it's a combination of genes as well as my upbringing. So I cannot change my genes except for that uh, cool program we had about DNA modification. So wait, guys, wait for 40 years. Hopefully things are going to change after that. But for now, that technology is not available. So what can this person do to become more creative? What do you think? What are your suggestions for such a listener? Well, right. I mean, it's not, really easy within a matter of seconds to give like good uh, ways of actually developing creativity. But in general, uh, if I were to explain what my process is, is that it depends on how you think rather than uh, your IQ or EQ or whatever. So, um, well, it depends on those too, of course. But then, as you mentioned, those are fixed. So we're assuming those are fixed variables that we can't do much about them. So we forget about them and we'll work with the variables that we have. And what I mean by it depends on the way you think, again, I'm going to get back to the idea of the kid. Um, when sometimes like the way of thinking of the kids surprise us, oh, where did you get that idea? Like, what made you think like that? And the reason we ask that question of the kid is because we have a certain way of thinking because of the social construct, cultural constructs, and we have basically boundaries to our thinking. And we think, okay, everything is within these norms, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And when somebody just for where so for various reasons, for any reason, thinks outside of this boundary of norm or its neighborhood uh, drastically we 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 are shocked we are like oh what's what's happening and this is very creative or in terms of arts when somebody creates something that is drastically different than the norm thinks or behaves or sees or uh, or hears or whatever then it's it's considered very creative this is not necessarily good creative but still creative so yeah essentially it comes down to the way the kid thinks because it's it has less boundaries because it's less defined and one question Pujik, so you, let me just stop you right now for a second uh you said we have to think out of the box and then do things that others won't do what if that process of being creative leads to becoming too creative to the point of being stigmatized by others and being sound like this this guy is very different he's weird what if that creativity actually ends up uh somehow making us look weird in the eyes of others well, that's very much possible. And the, the point is, so for example, for myself, uh, when somebody says, okay, this has to be like this, for example, we have to dress like this. Um, I'm, uh, so my first tendency, if I'm, if I'm conformed to the society, my first tendency is like, okay, sure. Yeah. Everybody dresses like this. But then I actively ask myself the question of, okay, why? Why do we have to uh, dress like this? And then wow. either it makes sense for some reason or we, I, I reached the conclusion that this because everybody was doing it since, I don't know, hundreds of years ago. And then, you know, it, it becomes, okay, so we can dress differently. It's not a must. It's just a, you know, habit rather. Who just one question. But, but yeah, one question. Are, are you a nudist? Are you a nudist? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Oh, that's good. That's I, good. Not, oh, my goodness. For a second. That, that was way too creative for my taste. Way too creative. All right. <laughs> can, can I add something to For that? sure. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, like, you were saying how, you know, if we get too creative and people perceive us that, oh, that guy's weird or something, if we actually look back at one of some of the greatest innovators in history, they were called weird their whole life, wow. right? So, maybe we, sometimes we shouldn't be afraid in that sense that 
if we know our ideas can make an impact, like let's just take the example of Elon Musk or Albert Einstein, right? They were called weird their whole life or dumb, for example. Einstein was called dumb his whole life, but he's obviously one of the smartest guys ever to live on this planet. So. You know, I would, have, I would never call Elon Musk to be too weird, although what he did on that last podcast, smoking weed on a live podcast, I mean, dude, that's just way too creative, beyond creative. I mean, yeah, I'm telling you, that's just that's way too much. Well, he had a puff, though. Like, that's a different question. That's a different conversation. But yeah, OK, cool. Listen, dude, hold, let, let, let us just settle this right now, because I know you're a huge yeah, fan yeah, of Elon Musk, dude. Come on, this guy, this, this guy no, is smoking a, marijuana. I'm, I'm fan, the course, shares of Tesla there. Motors, the share of all the company, they, they just collapse dude i mean what's what's the point so what point was trying ask, to make no but but i'm gonna but i'm gonna ask you this question why did people think like uh, him uh, him actually uh, puffing one puff on that joint would actually affect the way he runs the company and and most importantly if he didn't do it on let me give you the answer life, right life. now let me give you the first answer yeah, sure. dude if this guy cannot hold on to smoking weed in front of freaking cameras and for a freaking 30 right. minute podcast then how the hell are people are going to assume he will not smoke full time when he's in the office or at home? Okay, so so first, first of all, he was not smoking weed. You got to look at the context. I watched the whole episode. First of all, I was like shocked as as well too because the reports were so shocking. But when you look it at is. it, when when you look at actually what happened, it's not really that big of a deal. The the the, the podcast host was talking about this joint that he had, which is uh, the weed wrapped in tobacco, and then it was like. Uh, you, you probably can't, uh, you know, smoke because because you're the uh, well, you're a CEO in a, for a public company, and then uh, well, he's like, but it's legal, right? And it is legal uh, in California, so that's fine. And then he goes on and uh, grabs it, takes a puff, is like, no, not, did nothing to me. He didn't even inhale it, based on what you could see at least, and then gave it back. So it's not like he completely dragged the whole joint out. You're it's right, but like but isn't that so too creative? I mean, isn't that too creative? Perhaps he could have no, been a bit more conservative to save the image of the company. I mean, we're right now talking about creativity well, here, right? Isn't that an example of being too creative to the point of actually sabotaging the very goal that you wanted to be creative with in the first place? Well, I mean, as if it's, it was because it's a, on a public podcast, maybe. But in in general, I would say no, because there's no harm in one puff, even if it's, it's even if it's a, some sort some sort of poisonous thing. While it's not poisonous with one puff. Well, one so question, like, Pujix. Okay, I, I, you told me earlier you're not a nudist. Uh, uh, are you a weed head? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> Fantastic. Bravo. So now let's, uh, let me just ask, uh, Sean, what is your perspective about, I mean, isn't that an example of being a little bit too creative when Elon Musk smokes weed on a live podcast? Uh, personally, I, I would think that's just setting a bad example because he's an inspiration to a lot of people. And uh, the thing with the popular people or big role models is that whatever they do, actually inspires a lot of people so if i were in this place because just because of the fact that they have a greater responsibility to society just because of the way society thinks of them it might be wrong but in the end it is a personal choice whatever he but, would but like that, but that is true if you consider smoking weed wrong so for example he was also drinking uh whiskey on that podcast and nobody talked about it because well there's a double standard here right because whiskey is completely fine and nobody like it's it's normal right dude That's i exactly had no idea he was drinking whiskey too what what else was there going on in there what, what was happening behind that table who was who was under his table i gotta know we gotta check out the videos
<laughs> Something going on, man. Look, look, that, that's my whole point. This is so. Let, let me get to the point of it. I don't want to defend him per se for the sake of defending him. If I were him, I would not smoke that weed. Let, let's put it this way, because because of the very things you said. But again, I want to say how ridiculous this whole conversation has become. Because yes, that happened. He talked two and a half hours for uh, from various things, including the possible extinction of human being, and the only thing people talked about that podcast was that 10 seconds maybe even less that he br- briefly briefly uh, puffed on that joint which actually tells me a, a lot of things about our society rather than uh, rather than him hold on skin dude like, you're well, saying he talked it? about the extinction of humanity on that podcast i mean I mean, possibility, not that, not that humanity would be extinct. So he uh, talked about the possibility of the extinction of the humanity. Artificial intelligence and all those. Wow. That's very good. But I don't care, dude. Why did he was smoking? And what this, why was he smoking, man? Seriously. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, why, why was he smoking that's well, right you gotta ask him <laughs> you're like his agent or something right you gotta ask him right now but joke aside of course we're yeah, joking here and quite frankly i'm a huge fan of elon musk of course not as crazy as pujis because this guy is just something else like he's got posters on i think you got a tattoo as well or something like and he's he's like a tesla for example enthusiast and whatever but for now I really think of uh, Elon Musk as a very creative and innovative type. I mean, think about this. Like, he takes all of his money and puts it in, like, this company. Like, he – I heard, like, he actually uh, didn't even, like, live very well. Like, he would take all his money into business. Yeah, at some point, yeah. That's a very creative approach to entrepreneurship that he has done, basically. So, uh, joke aside, other than the things that – the silly that happen on the podcast, in general, he's a very creative type. But uh, here's the question. Why uh, we don't we don't talk about, uh, you know, the emotional aspects of creativity? Because I really believe that being creative, it requires a certain degree of courage. I mean, you got to be courageous enough to take a bold step towards something that nobody thinks is done before, right? I mean, this right. shows how, I mean, the, the very act of Elon Musk smoking marijuana for 10 seconds, I know it's only 10 seconds, so of course it's the smoking marijuana, right? Smoking marijuana for 10 seconds on this show, this shows the, uh, how can I, show, uh, let's use a polite term. This shows the guts of this gentleman, right? This guy's got big guts. I'm telling you, very big guts. So because of this, when, uh, when you got, when you got all this level of courage, for example, when you are so courageous and you're bold enough to take these kind of actions and do that kind of stuff on a podcast, so you definitely will take that kind of risk in your business as well. And I think that's what people are uh, somehow, uh, forgetting is that this gentleman is a risk taker. He's a bold man. This guy got guts and this guy can do things. So let's talk about that element because being creative inevitably requires us to do things that we are not sure about, to do things that others are not doing. We could risk being stigmatized. And as Sean mentioned, that many of the top innovators throughout the history have been the people who've been stigmatized and called weird. I mean, we don't like to be somehow stigmatized in society. So what is uh, that factor about? How can we uh, basically focus on building that level of boldness and audacity in order to become more creative? Ishan, right? That's right. First, Ishan. Uh, so could you see, were you just asking how we can become more audacious in terms of innovation? Of course, because it takes a lot of courage to become creative. I mean, you can risk failure. You can risk being stigmatized. Yeah. You can risk being isolated from the, from the rest who live differently than you do. So I would take it this way that, you know, ideas and creativity is, as Puya mentioned, inherent in every human being or animal or whatever you say. But the ability to make it into an innovation requires persistence. And if you're really passionate or you're 
if you think your ideas can make an impact on society or you know you can come up with something that's different then you got to be persistent and not be afraid of failures and again failures is part of life and we learn from that but being innovative you know being really persistent with what you believe in interesting very and well Pujix. and that Hold on, yeah, Sean. I think yeah. you're not done yet. We have lost the connection here. So, Sean, you uh, sorry, finish your statement. Add that, that often means that, uh, sorry, just repeat, uh, just means that it often means that people might think you're weird or, you know, you get stigmatized. But as I said before, a lot of our heroes that we look up as innovators have gone through that. Interesting. Ishan, have you yourself gone through being stigmatized yourself in the process of being a man hub? Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Every day, you know, lots of hates and stuff like that. Well, like, and how do you deal with that? This is very do. important to our listeners right now. How do you deal with that pain of being stigmatized? How do you deal with that pain of all the haters who just can't take the dude? This guy is going up all the time. I'm so jealous. How do you deal with that pain? Because it's real. So it, you should really, uh, as I say, criticism as two kinds, as constructive and destructive criticism. And you should only care about people that matter to you. Yeah, there, there are always going to be a lot of haters, right? But as long as the people around me that matter to me uh, are the ones that are saying something about it, it's when I'll actually notice. Otherwise, it's just letting go of things and sticking to your principles, right? If you believe in something, it's important to stick to those principles. Would you still stick to your principles if the number of haters as well as the ones who oppose your ideas far outnumber the ones who actually support it. Yeah, like if I believe that something is right, and I mean like obviously you look into the moral aspect and it really depends on the kind of person you are. And if you still believe you're right, then you got to stick to your principles. Interesting. Very well. So Pujix, what do you think about that, you know, uh, element of audacity that allows us to be more creative? I mean, that's, that's literally what it, it takes for you to stick to your guns when you, you, everybody's against you, right? So, and that's, that's exactly what you need. And honestly, eventually it comes down, as Ishan mentioned, to, to what you believe. If you, if you believe what you believe, it shouldn't really matter, uh, what majority of even say, or, or some say, um, because obviously, really your principles because you can easily change them right <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't so to, but 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 also if life if, if majority of the population goes against uh, what i what i'm expressing uh, at some point i would definitely question it uh, because there might be a good reason for it but it wouldn't be the only it wouldn't be on its own a reason to to change my principles i would i would look into it but I may come to the same conclusion, and I, then, yeah, I would stick to my guns. And uh, I mean, again, it's easier said than done. Hopefully, I would stick to my guns and uh, stick with my beliefs. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. So now we want to go to technical paradigm shift. I first heard this term from Pujix yourself. And uh, before we go right. to Ishan, actually, Pujix, would you please explain to me what this terminology actually means? Because I don't have a you know uh, slightest of idea what this actually means. Right. Well, when we're talking about technological paradigms, there are portions of, uh, you know, in our lives or our technological lives that have significance. For example, um, internet boom, uh, the internet itself was one of the paradigms. And, uh, we, when we entered the, the, the boom of the internet, we entered the paradigm of the internet. So we call that a paradigm shift. So when you, when you move from one paradigm to an, another, that's called the paradigm shift. And these paradigms are made with creativity and innovation. These are the results of innovation. Well, essentially, nobody thought about connecting the whole world through internet 
until somebody did. And that's the creative way of thinking. That person is like, okay, let's connect the whole world. It's like, why not? It's like, right? (laughs) At the time that there was no internet, no, like, barely there were telephones that really sucked. Um, Yeah, I mean, at that point, it was absolute creativity and innovation and ideas that was flowing at the time uh, for for that uh, whole project um and so that's that's the thing when you have technologies uh, that are very significant like internet uh, at the beginning of the paradigm you have a very slow you can think of it as a um as a uh, exponential curve that eventually uh, slows down like seemingly would look like an s in, in english that's right so initially uh, your growth is very slow. Like a lot of people don't tend to, uh, you know, conform to the technology. They, there are some enthusiasts that start off, oh, yeah, let's go try out this VR device or something at this point in, in the life of VR technologies or AR technology, virtual reality and artificial, uh, sorry, augmented reality. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at first there are the, the ones that are enthusiasts. Beside that, nobody goes after them. So the growth are very slow. The devices don't work that well. They're very expensive. Uh, like you can you can think of uh, uh, mobile phones initially they were huge massive very heavy they would uh, hold battery for half an hour they would be very expensive and half of the time wouldn't even work and the only thing they would do if they worked it was just to make a phone call um, and it was very expensive eventually this changes and it becomes much cheaper everybody can buy them now uh, they last longer they do a lot of different things and um, eventually the, as this pro- uh, progress uh, this esca- this esca- that we were talking about uh, reaches its, its the late stages, the growth declines. We call this the technology has reached its mature, mature uh, maturity, which is what uh, cell phones, uh, smartphones sort of. So uh, you're saying that smartphone now has reached its maturity in this technology? In their own paradigm, yes. It doesn't mean that they're not going to be something else. It means that we're going to have another paradigm shift. You can think of I mean, not not necessarily, but you can think of the age of uh, cell phones going to smartphones was a paradigm shift because cell phones have reached their uh, maturity, and now we went on to a a new uh, paradigm being the smartphones. Interesting. Uh, Very good perspective. So now we are undergoing this one, and let me just ask Ishan about his perspective on the innovations and technology and how they are affecting our lives. So Ishan, what do you think about innovation and tech today? I think it's a very collaborative process now that there, uh, as, as has happened in history, but I think it's a lot more collaborative now where people are just building on each other's work. That's the beauty of innovation, right? Uh, so let's say you have, you have an idea X and someone has an idea Y and that idea Y actually solves what X was trying to build upon. So I think that tech is really moving forward. It was really interesting here. Puya talk about the paradigm shift, obviously, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, there's still a lot to be achieved in that sense. Uh, true that we have, like, let's say we have really good smartphones and whatnot, but I think there's a lot more that can be achieved. For example, tech in the healthcare industry, tech in you know artificial intelligence is really starting to boom right now. So I'm pretty excited for that. Interesting. Very well. You see, uh, Beyond the Present podcast is pretty much a uh, futuristic podcast. So we care a lot about how the future trends are going to be changed. And my last question to both of you guys is about the future of creativity among our people today. I heard that uh, things like social media and television are making our younger generations dumber and dumber day by day. I mean, let's be honest. When when uh, think of like a teenager today versus teenager, for example, who used to live 200 years ago. Nowadays, almost every one of them is on this phone 
all the time, just uh, scrolling on their Instagram and whatnot. So uh, I want to ask you, Pujish, do you think we are becoming more creative as a species or become, becoming less creative and dumber from your perspective? Well, in general, we, we are becoming much more uh, smarter, much more, uh, you know, uh, brighter. As, as much as you're, you're correct, and social media is effectively affecting our younger generations, but there are also portion of the younger generations that are actively getting smarter with the same technologies, not necessarily social media, but then technology itself. Um, you can, even if we go back to the dates, say, before social media and, and internet, perhaps, uh, you would have a, a group of people, probably the majority that really didn't care about these, would go about sports, which is a great thing. I'm not, I have nothing about it. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily do anything with your, uh, you know, mathematical intelligence, at least, um, uh, <laughs> that you can actually create technologies, you know, come up with stuff like that. Uh, if we are talking about it. But then there were some that really cared. At this point, those some that really care wouldn't go much about social media. They would actually go use these technologies to enhance their their uh, their experience, even in sports. For example, if, if a, a kid wanted to go and play sports and uh, didn't have a leg, he or she couldn't. Now they can get a bionic foot and go about it. And, and it, it slightly different, but still, they, it can happen. So of course, it has a duality. There is a one side, one face of it, and the other. Uh, one face of it, yes, it's uh, very sad. Um, that's why I don't think of social media as one of the paradigm shifts. Although it's, it has been very huge, but it, I mean, it, it connected people, sure. But beyond that. It doesn't have a great influence. Interesting. So, Ishran, what is your perspective? Do you think we as a species are becoming more creative and innovative or less from your perspective? I'd say it's a bit of a paradox. Was that whiskey, by the way? I heard a noise. Was that whiskey? Come on, buddy. Listen, that's, that's the, this is, this is his fault. You see, you see, that's what happens. Elon Musk drinks whiskey and smokes marijuana. And now everybody wants to imitate him. Like, it's just unbelievable, man. Literally. Think about this guy. <laughs> I'm just Fuck kidding. Elon Musk. <laughs> that's right. So, Ishan, what do you think? Yeah. You were you were talking. Uh, I'd say it's a bit of a paradox, like you said, like in the sense that I believe and I strongly believe that social media is, in, especially in the age of the teenagers, actually hampering the ability to an extent to think out of the box. And I, why I say this is because. I feel like there's a lot more pressure to actually just be good on your social media. And in turn, that actually please hampering even basic communication skills or, you know, the adventure spirit that a teenager used to have back in the day. And what I meant by that is leave it, leave a kid without a phone right now in, let's say, a forest or let's say an adult. And most of them will get lost because wow. we've kind of lost sense of direction. We can't survive without Google Maps or we're not used to just sitting down in the summer days and just reading a book because everyone's on their phones. Unfortunately, but what I that's is, so true, man. Reading is on a decline and that what, what really I, bothers me a lot because of this technologies, unfortunately. Yeah, and that that's where I feel like our education system and parents have a huge role to play, especially when growing up, because this is a genetic part of it. The imprinting phase that they say is getting the kids exposed to a lot of other things like books and creative toys and things that stimulate the mind, because that's very important to get your creative juices flowing. Fantastic. And if you just hand your kids or teenagers devices, or let's say just put them to gaming the whole day, that's the reason a lot of parents complain that, you know, they're not as active as before. So it's really important to think about this from a genetic perspective too. 
And that's just a very good thing from my perspective as well. And I hope that we will use technologies in a constructive way to become more creative in the future. And that's definitely our wish. Unfortunately, we're out of time here. So let's try to wrap up the show. Pujix, after all that we talked, innovation, creativity, and paradigm shifts and whatnot, what is now your conclusion for our listeners? So I want to bring up some uh, innovative ideas that is actually going to tie back to our previous episode about artificial intelligence, um, which essentially with the next paradigm shift, uh, we are going to be moving towards being enhanced species in a sense, uh, meaning that uh, we, we talked about in, in the artificial, we, we're going to have a whole talk about this, but then just to hint on it, we talked about different various versions of artificial intelligence developing. We we hinted that there is a there is a secondary thing that we completely ignored and that is uh, you know merging with AIs which is actually a very creative and innovative idea because they say if you can't beat it join it Wow! and we concluded sort of in the past episode that we can't beat uh, artificial intelligence so we are going to think outside of the box so we're not going to beat it we're going to join it wow <laughs> we're going to become it that's going to be amazing Think about, like you put that stuff inside of your become body it, yeah. you're I think talk about singularity right <laughs> Yeah, sort of. Fantastic. Bravo. Ishan, what is your conclusion after all that we talked today? I'd say innovation is really exciting. I look forward to a lot of collaborations in general among the whole world. And I think the more collaborative and more ideas that flow, positive ideas, I think we can be excited for what's coming ahead in the future, if that's what we're looking at. Fantastic. A great show full of content. I loved it so much. And I definitely send my uh, thoughts and prayers definitely go to Elon Musk for his wonderful behavior. We just had uh, one of our uh, basically yep. guests here today drinking whiskey and uh, doing marijuana on the show. <laughs> Pretty amazing uh, thing. Oh Example of follow. <laughs> of course, we're getting here and that's all the time we have for. Are you right now listening to BTP on uh, Explorer somewhere? Are you literally using the link we give you on social media? Come on, guys. Stop it right now. Just download the podcast app on iOS devices as well as the uh, Google Play, uh, basically, for your Android devices and start uh, listening to our podcast as soon as they're made available by simply subscribing to them. So if you're not subscribed, please do so right now. This is all the time we have for. My name is Daniel Mulgan, and this was Beyond the Present Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.